Hi, everybody. Uh, we've been hearing some good feedback on these uh, podcasts uh, as we delve a little deeper into uh, the uh, message topic on Sunday and over the weekend. And so thanks for joining us, picking up some momentum, seeing some more viewers. So thank you. I'm just praying and believing this time will be helpful for you as we just have a good conversation about what the Lord did with us over the weekend. There you go. And of course, we want your interaction. We want your feedback. So uh, make sure that you're submitting those questions. Uh, you can do so a couple different ways. You can comment on this video, comment on one of our uh, service streams there. You can email us, web at ucf.cc. Uh, am I missing any other channels there? No, I don't think so. You the easiest way is probably just shoot us a message on social media, whether that's Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, that's good. Instagram or, fa or Facebook, shoot us a message. That's probably the easiest way to do that. All right. Uh, Never saw a shotgun blast to the camera coming, but. Well, he said shoot, so. Okay. He said shoot us a message, so I was shooting. Yeah. Bang. We do not endorse violence at Upper Christian Fellowship. Sure. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> Speaking of violence, <laughs> Speaking of violence, hey, uh, we uh, concluded our uh, Christmas series to a certain extent. Uh, What's that got to do with violence? Uh, no, well, it, the title of the message was Peace on Earth. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. Let me get there. Just keep Just rolling. let me get there. We'll find it. All right. Uh, so week three, uh, Peace on Earth, and uh, you took us back into Luke chapter two and let us uh, learn a little bit more about the shepherds. And uh, as the angels appeared to the shepherds, and one thing that really uh, uh, that you really were able to draw out uh, from the shepherds' sports this week was the idea of humility, mm -hmm. um, uh, and that and that character, that quality that that really fits with the shepherds as a whole. Um, when we talk about humility, that can oftentimes be a tough word to define but, or to even look at because it's never like you go around saying, "Look at how humble I am." Uh, but when you think about humility, what? How do you define humility? I thought of this um, this week. I think in our vocabulary, in our script for life that of things that may ought to come out of our mouth pretty often are the words I, or the thoughts, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. It seems to me, and I don't want to be arrogant while I talk about humility, but it <laughs> seems to me that there are a number of people from their posts and from conversation that those words don't go through their minds a lot, mm -hmm. if at all. I could be wrong. I have to. I have to intentionally process that because I tend to really believe I'm right. Right. Because I think through things, I process it, and it takes me a while. But when I arrive at a at an opinion or a position on something, I really think I'm right, and I've thought about it a lot usually. Um, so I get really convinced that I know what I'm talking about. And I think we need to leave a little space in our brain and in our lives for, I could be wrong about this. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, that's probably something that a lot of us struggle with because we get into a discussion or we get into an argument. Oftentimes we are passionate about it because we do feel like that we're right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you even may have mentioned this yesterday in the message uh, that, you know, uh, sometimes you can get so far down the rabbit hole that it's no longer about the actual conversation that you're having, but it's just more so about you proving uh, yeah. that you're right, and you yeah. may end up losing and hurting the relationship just to just to prove a point in there. So uh, beyond just asking the question, you know, or kind of wrestling with the idea of I could be wrong in this, what else is something that we need to pay attention to in, in those in those moments? 
Well, I just think you have to you have to welcome some conversation with people. You know, you have to welcome actually sitting down and talking with people at times that you disagree with. Hmm. That's that's an act of humility to be willing to have a, a dialogue with someone. I'm not suggesting for a minute we water down our faith or certainly not water down what the scriptures say or any of those things. I'm not suggesting that for a minute. I think sometimes we have to say, we have to grow in our interpretation sometimes of things. You know, you've been in a, in a Bible fight with somebody and uh, you get all your verses together and they get their verses together. Right. And it seems that those verses are on opposite sides of a fence and you know, you just launching grenades at each other and people, you know, they say, I'm believing the Bible. Well, people use the Bible to say a lot of things yeah. and to argue from different sides of the issue. I think humility is coming to the scriptures and just saying, hey, I want to learn something here. I'm not going to the Bible to prove what I already believe, but I'm going to the Bible with an open heart and an open mind to read the whole of scripture, to interpret things through the words of Jesus Christ and through the teachings of Christ. I think that's the preeminent message of the Bible is Jesus himself, to, right. to, to, to hear what Jesus said, and obviously it's all God's word and to see it all as a whole and to interpret it properly. Uh, I'm meandering a little bit here, but but I think you have to approach the Bible with an open heart and open mind. And I think you, at times you need to be willing to have a dialogue with people, even if you don't agree with them, even if you're settled in your opinions, you at least ought to be able to hear them out and hear what what their belief looks like to them and how they arrived at it. Yeah. All right, I'm picturing this. Uh, this is dropping on uh, tonight's Wednesday night. If you're watching this, uh, the moment that it drops out, uh, that makes it uh, December the 21st. Christmas is coming up this weekend, and I would imagine that there are families that are be gathering around tables, and when you gather around different families and different tables, there's gonna be a lot of opinions about a lot of different things that take place, right? Uh, you're gonna have possibly conversations about religion, conversations about politics, uh, conversations about sports teams, I don't know, whatever the conversation is. And inevitably, there's usually an argument that breaks out uh, over something that people are passionate about. What advice would you give to people right now that are gonna be walking into situations, maybe even already anticipating that there is a debate or an argument coming? And they wanna be able to enter into this season with peace and leave with peace as well. What advice would you give them to remain humble in this Yeah, in this that's time? a great question. I think it's very practical. I think the, the best advice I can give them, it doesn't always work, but the best advice I can give them is enjoy some time with your family aside from all your differences. Okay. That Christmas is not a great time to get together and relaunch a debate with uncle whoever. Sure. Okay, here he is again. Let's let's talk about that issue. We didn't settle this last Christmas <laughs> right. and everybody left mad at each other. So let's bring it up again. The best idea probably is not to get into those things with your family. Just enjoy them at Christmas. Because if if you see them once a year and uh, or a few times a year and it's just almost like a regularly scheduled debate. Yeah. Then you you really are going to lose your influence in their lives you know so that's that there are people who bring the fight to you sure you know and they're going to start it and i would always try to i always try to de-escalate arguments mm -hmm. you know now if god opens a door and someone's heart is open and they really want to talk about something and need to talk about something then then 
absolutely go for it. You know, if there's an open door to help someone, but I would go in, I, I always try to say this. It's not about winning an argument. It's about winning people. Yep. You know, it's not about, ha I gotcha. <laughs> I win. I yep. won. You, you see these videos all the time and apparently tens of thousands of people clicked on them. So-and-so gets owned by someone. <laughs> you ever watch one of those? <laughs> sure. I watch many of them. Sure. Cause I, it's almost like when they win the argument, it's like checkmate. And I'm like, yeah, he showed them. Yeah. I mean, that feels good. But if you win an argument and lose a person, you've lost a person. Yep. And again, I'm trying to anticipate what people out there are thinking. I'm not talking about watering down what you believe for a second. I don't believe in doing that. But I do believe there's a winsome way to do that. Hmm. There's a way to stand up for what you believe. I've, I've tried to, and I believe God's doing this at Upward. Over the last couple of months, I've felt this. We were talking about dollars and cents. You know, we went through that series and into this. One of the things that hit me so hard that I think God just kind of twisted something around in a good way is... Don't, it was in giving where it kind of happened. We were talking about giving, which is always a tough subject. But it was like the Holy Spirit, just in real time in that message, just said, do not make this a thing of legalism and mm -hmm. do this and certainly not shame or condemnation. It's like the Holy Spirit was saying, this is an invitation. I'm inviting them to something. You know, This is a joyful invitation yeah. to, a, to a better way of living your life. And I, I just want my life to be an invitation to people to Jesus, you know, not uh, consistently a debate over 15 different topics. Right. Because we will disagree with people on topics. There's so many people listening, probably attending upward, maybe watching this video who, who I have, and they would have serious disagreements with me. Sure. My goal is for them to get to know Jesus better. Right. It's not for them to agree with me on everything. It's not for me to police their lives and straighten out everything that I don't agree with in their lives. It's for them to get closer to Jesus. And he's the one that does all that. Hmm. He certainly worked on me a lot. Because <laughs> there's been a lot wrong with me that sure. he's fixed. And he's still doing it. Michael, what do you think? Uh, as far as the idea of humility and that showing up in everyday life. For, for for you, what do you what does that what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, I I was just sitting over here thinking like uh, I think there's a lot lost today of like being friends or like even acquaintances with people that you have some like big disagreements with, mm -hmm. you know, and like politics is the first thing that comes to mind. Sure, not to dive too much into that, but you know there was a time, you know, when it felt like it was less big of a deal you know, what side of the aisle you were on. Right. And, and you could just, and you still cared enough about the other person to like have a good relationship with them. And now it's like, I feel like there are certain people, it's like, I can't be friends with someone if they don't have the same political beliefs yeah, as me. Absolutely. You know? So it's like, I think in a way that's sort of like humility, like being willing to like, in the long run of things, like the their political beliefs compared to your relationships don't matter as much. Like it, it matters more that like you're having a Christ-like relationship with each other, especially if you're friends. Um, but in a way I have to kind of see it as, 
as being humble, being willing to like say, okay, we can, you know, I don't have to debate with you on these topics all the time. Yeah. Right? We can just be friends and just know that we have disagreements and, and things like that. And But just being humble enough to actually seek out people that are different than you um, and treating them as Christ-like as you can. I like that. That's good. So you hear this idea, uh, this quality of humility that showed up in the shepherds, and you rolled out of that into this statement that I think most followers of Christ get, at least mentally, in our heads, but it doesn't always get lived out practically. And that was the idea that the shepherds really show us that the gospel is for everybody. You know, when the angels came out and they made this declaration, they didn't choose, you said, they didn't choose the mayor, they didn't choose the religious leaders. They came and they made this announcement to shepherds, these lowly shepherds that really were, you know, low-class citizens, so to speak, right? And so it shows us that the gospel is for everybody. And I think that we get that mentally. I think most followers of Christ get that, yeah, in our head, the gospel is for everybody. Thank God the gospel is for everybody. But it doesn't always get lived out that way because we kind of fall back into this trap where humility shows up of, well, if you don't believe like I believe, or you don't vote like I vote, or you don't see the world like I see, then you're not a follower of Christ like I'm a follower of Christ. And it really creates this, t- this, this tension there where we become the judgers over who is able to receive the gospel and who's not. Yeah, and I think that's a real struggle. I'll, I'll confess it's a struggle for me at times because mm-hmm. there's times when I have the feeling about, let's say, a political issue, sure. right? And there are many of them today. We could pick one, but I don't know that that would be helpful. But I struggle at times with thinking, how can a person be a Christian and see that that way? Right. Because to me, the way I view that is very integral to my faith. Mm-hmm. My faith and my belief in the scriptures is what drives me to believe certain political things the way I believe them. You know, I don't know if it's even fair to call them all political. Some of sure, them are very more, important moral yeah. issues to me, and I don't understand really sincerely. I don't understand how um, Christ lovers can see that Christ followers can see that in a different way. Yeah. So some of those issues are very, it's very hard for me to deal with. So I don't want to preach to everybody as if I don't deal with it myself. Right. I certainly do. But I say this a lot. I still am called and we're called as a church to win people to Jesus who disagree with us politically. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been people come to Upward and call or email or commented or whatever you know you get all that swirl of activity you know when you're in the public eye there have been people who who want me to be much more political Mm -hmm. than i am you know they want me to take up the calls and and um, politically you know get in the fight and all that sort of thing and i've gotten a lot of that sure you know you should be more this sure you know and I'm not afraid to take a stand on an issue that I believe. I've taken strong stands on moral issues at Upward. And, but I still want to win people. I don't want to say anything intentionally or unintentionally that would unnecessarily alienate someone who is of a different political belief. Right. Especially, I don't want to alienate them from Jesus. Right. You know, alienating them from me or from Upward is one thing. Turning them off on Jesus is another thing. 
Now, that being said, the gospel is offensive. Sure. And this, what we believe is offensive to people at times. It's offensive to say you cannot save yourself. You've got to have Jesus. There's some offense there. There are also some people who are going to get offended over anything you say. And you understand that as well. I just have to keep my heart clean mm -hmm. to know that when I stand before God, I can look back at my life and He can look at my life and know that I genuinely loved people in my community and did my best to present the gospel in its real form to them with kindness and with a loving heart. I think an important thing for us, followers of Christ, to remember is that it's not about getting people and convincing people to vote the way that we vote. It's about getting them to meet Jesus and letting Jesus, as you said earlier, letting Him do the work in them. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to convince people to vote the way that I vote. I want to, my ultimate goal is to help them to, to see Jesus. And, and keeping that in mind allows me to hopefully stay focused on the idea that the gospel is for everybody. So I think everybody struggles with that, with that whole idea, regardless of your age or uh, where you find yourself out in life. I mean, being able to wrestle with that and say, yeah, you know, <laughs> Jesus didn't just die for me or people like me or people who think like me or believe like me. Mm -hmm. Jesus died for everybody. Um, I think it's important for us to keep in mind. Like there are going to be, you know, there are going to be Republicans and Democrats in heaven. Oh boy, you know. <laughs> Which, but like, oh boy. But like even as I say, but that, what's funny you is you just ticked off. A I know, but what's funny is like even as I say that, it feels more controversial now than ever to say yeah. that. But like, look, that's that's all you can say is like. Some people are going to see the world differently than you are. And yes, like there are some issues where there's an obvious faith point that comes in. You know, we talk about abortion, you know, there are obvious things in our faith that point to that being wrong and point to that being should be illegal. I don't want to get into all that, yeah. but but there are other We're things. Yeah, yeah. No, but there are other things. Two days before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. There are other things that we ha I think we have some freedom on to decide, you know, and I think there are people across the aisle that are just as valuable as me that believe things very different about the world and they're going to make it to heaven. So if they're going to make it to heaven, you know, that means that me and them should actually be more of the same than we are different. Um, so yeah you made a that that statement right there michael was really really good because i think it does drive home this idea that we spend a lot of more time focusing yeah. on our differences and the things that drive us apart than we spend time thinking about the things that actually are similar yeah. and the same between us and at the end of the day if you're a follower of christ and i'm a follower of christ that union that bond there makes us family yeah. it doesn't it doesn't just make us the fact that oh we go to we go to church man we're family we're brothers and sisters in this thing yeah i never saw a time and again, it's supposed to be Christmas here. It is in four days. I never saw a time we brought up the abortion issue when the uh, Supreme Court, you know, overturned Roe versus Wade. Right. Um, I never saw a time in my ministerial life when more people drew a line and said, if you don't agree with me on this, we can't be friends. Right. As I didn't experience that personally. Yeah. Uh, my friends... Uh, you know, I had friends who saw that issue on either side, and I'm very passionately on the pro-life side yeah. of that. Make no mistake about it. Whether you want to talk about the constitutional issue or not, but I'm very much pro-life, and I'm not ashamed to say that. But 
I didn't experience personally, but I had a, people coming to me saying, lifelong friends essentially said, if you don't agree with me on this issue, we're done. Yeah. That's the environment we live in. Bring a little humility to the table in your life. Right. Do you think? It makes life a whole lot better. I said yesterday, it lacks humility is what robs us of peace a lot of times. Yep. Because when we have no humility, we create storms all around us all the time. It's good. I was just going to say, like, do you think when we get, like, it's funny because some things seem to matter so much here, but it's like, do you think when, when I get to heaven, I'm going to go up to somebody and say, hey, did you support universal health care or not? Like, <laughs> whatever you think about that, like, whatever you want to think about that. But, like, it, it's like some things are just not going to matter in the end. And those issues are important today. And things like that, but and, we can, and, we, can, and we can talk apart. about it. But like, look, if I come across somebody who doesn't think the same about universal health care than me, that to me is such a little factor in how I treat that person, or how I view that person, or how I continue to be friends with that person. It just in the long, in the run of eternity, that doesn't matter. Agree. And and just in honesty and humility. Uh, some Christians are as bad about drawing those lines. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the world. yeah. I mean, they're maybe worse. Some of the people that the listeners may have assumed when we talked about the Roe v. Wade thing that it was people who were, um, you know, not Christian drawing those lines. Some yeah. of those were very much Christian people who yeah. said, "If you don't see this decision yeah. exactly as I do, no more unfriended blog." Right. Which I really people talk about all the time. Uh, I got persecuted. People unfriending you and blocking you on the internet is not persecution. That's a whole other world. If you want to live in that world yep. and let that world determine your daily reality, then I guess you can call it persecution. But yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there might be some uh, others that might you know disagree on that level of persecution. There, there would be some <laughs> for sure. But uh, humility, yeah. I think it's something to keep in mind uh, as we begin to wrap this uh, wrap this one up is that there are a lot of time a lot of things at this time of the year that will try to rob you of your peace um, whether that be internal or that be external factors that are going on it, while christmas is a time for us to celebrate the birth of christ it also is very much recognized as a very stressful time as well um, and there's a lot of factors out there that it might try to rip away and pull away at your peace um, but some things to keep in mind is that hey uh, your peace is not man-made your peace is god-given and so we keep that in mind, we keep that in focus, and a great way for us to be able to practice peace and to keep peace in our lives is to come to the table with humility, regardless of the situation uh, that we're facing. I think, that's a, I think that's some great keys for us to, to keep in mind uh, as we approach Christmas this weekend. Anything else that you I want to think, throw I uh, think one of the things, the shepherds I love so much about the shepherds is we see them differently from how they were seen in the day. And mm. we touched on it yesterday. Anybody sitting around with a bunch of sheep, you almost want to see them as a sweet, wonderful person. Yeah. You know, shepherds, it's so wonderful. But no, they were nomadic, they were drifters, they were cast out of their community, cast out of their temple, had a reputation of being thieves and all that thing. One of the things we didn't talk about over the weekend that's really a powerful part of this is Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Mm. He identified as a that's shepherd. shepherd. That's, uh, that's pretty a... incredible. We have the lead there. Yeah. The scripture said he humbled himself and became obedient even to the death on the cross. 
Isaiah 53 says of Messiah, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And I, I love this part of that verse, and we're going to the only thing. I know we're trying to wrap up. But it says, as a sheep before its shears is silent, he opened not his mouth. And I've been meditating on that, thinking, man, open not your mouth. Yeah. You're being persecuted. Hmm. That's humility. That's Can good. you be quiet when you've been wronged? That's good. It's humility. I love that. That's really good. Well done. We got any questions uh, today that we need to make sure that we answer as we come out of peace? I don't think we had any. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, again, shoot us some, DM us some messages or some questions. We'll answer them in the next episode. There you go. I like it. Thank you for your time, sir. Thanks. Thanks to all you folks for watching. Love y'all. Damn, we will see. Hey, uh, if you're in town, make sure you catch us this weekend, uh, Christmas Eve. We got Christmas Eve services, 2, 3.30, and 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. So make sure you come by and see us. It'll be fun. 991 Upward Road, Flat Rock. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. Hey, see you guys then.